Many parents, including myself, worry about their kids drowning and consequently consider enrolling them in swimming lessons. But when should kids start classes and at what age can children actually learn to swim? My guest today, Vanessa Barker, is the owner and an instructor at Streamline Swim School. During the year, she is a student at York University, pursuing a Bachelor of Commerce and Bachelor of Education degree. For the past five summers, she has taught lessons and leadership courses following the Life Saving Society program. Before becoming an instructor and trainer, she was a provincial level competitive swimmer and coached her high school team. We chat about drowning, water safety, and swimming lessons for young and older children. Hello, Vanessa. So nice to talk to you tonight. Thank you for talking with me about swimming in uh, infants and children. So to get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your qualifications for swimming? Yeah, sure. So um, for the past five years, I've run Streamline Swim School um, out of my backyard. Um, And I have my brothers working with me as well. Um, I have my youngest brother just starting this year, so I'm excited about that. Um, And we mostly teach swimming lessons and also life-saving courses. Um, And then I guess my credentials would be that I'm a life-saving instructor, I'm an instructor trainer, I'm an EFA instructor, examiner for bronze courses, and I'm also trained in standard first aid with CPRC. Um, Before teaching swimming lessons, though, I, I was a competitive swimmer for six years, Um, from there, I kind of stopped in high school, but then I swam on my high school swim team and I also coached my high school swim team. Um, and then I kind of decided I wanted to teach swimming lessons. So I did all those courses and I became a swim instructor. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for you. Very entrepreneurial of you. (laughs) Thank you. What's the difference between swimming lessons and life-saving courses? Um, so swimming lessons are more catered towards just teaching how to swim. So just like the very basics with like strokes um, and less so life-saving, which is more geared towards actually, um, saving people like rescues and, um, a little bit more like, um, I guess first aid oriented. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that transition happens when, well, from the life-saving society program, it happens when they finish swimmer six. So, kids finish swimmer six and then they move on to doing um they call it rookie ranger star patrol and it's a little bit of swimming but then also life-saving aspects as well and then you go on to doing just pretty much strictly life-saving courses which would be like bronze star bronze med bronze cross and then you go to your national lifeguard okay cool and you teach kids of all ages all ages and then also adults as well. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. So starts, yeah. Starts young. And then up until you're an adult, you could still take swimming lessons. Yeah. Yeah. And swimming is such an important skill to have for so many reasons. Um, we do hear about those fatal, um, tragedies where young kids drown in pools. Um, are you aware of any of the numbers? I tried to look it up myself, like the number of fatalities from drowning in children per year was, did that come across in your training at all? Yeah. So, um, since I'm an affiliate member of the life saving society through like my, um, swimming lessons in our backyard, 
um, each year they give me like stats and the numbers associated with that. Um, So a lot of the drownings that do happen are in the under five category, which does like break my heart because it's like so young and it's oftentimes um, they call it like near water drowning where it's like the child would be um, near like a body of water and then, you know, like three-year-olds, they like to explore, like four-year-olds that age they like to explore and do their own thing. So they end up kind of wandering off. Um, and then 16% of those happen um, also in bathtubs, which is horrible. Oh so um, wow. for to prevent that though, just keeping an eye on your child when they're in the bath and then also draining the bath after you're done. Um, but in terms of preventing swimming drownings, swimming related drownings, um, I think um, children, like from my experience, ages three and up can learn how to swim kind of to the top on their own if they take proper swimming lessons or if they are, even if a parent were to teach them how to do that, if they were to fall in and then swim up to the top and get to the, to like a safe spot, that would prevent like a lot of them. So, I mean that's pretty important. Just like the swim to survive kind of skills are really important, but yeah. And can kids as young as three actually learn to swim? Um, Cause I, I was even doing some reading as well before chatting with you. And I, yeah. and I came across something by the Canadian pediatric society and they were saying that kids under four, um, they were kind of warning against parents teaching their kids how to swim because they could have a false sense of security. And I understand that stance, yeah. but you're, you're actually there with the kids. Like, do you see kids as young as three that swim? Yes, I have seen it before. And with swimming lessons, they can learn how to just, even if they were to fall in or jump in, learn how to just kind of kick themselves to the top. It doesn't have to be perfect. Like they don't have to do perfect form, perfect swimming technique to get to the side, but as long as they're able to kind of do a little bit of doggy paddle, a little bit of kicking, kind of get up to the surface, be able to float sort of, and then kick to the side or do a little bit of doggy paddle to the side that could potentially save their life. So, I mean, I, I have seen that before and I've taught children as young as three, how to do floats and, um, I mean, of course, I think in terms of if you're swimming with your child at like a pool or a beach, um, if they're not totally comfortable in the water and they're total, not totally independent, I think it's important to wear like a life jacket or some kind of PFD device. Um, but in an instructional environment, I think learning how to kick to the top is, is super important and, and it can be done at the age of three. Yeah. Yeah. And I think an important message too, is like, you don't leave your three-year-old, even if they can kick to the top alone at a pool, oh, right? Totally. Or totally. in a backyard where there's yeah, a pool. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Anything under the age of five, I would say, um, like really for any age, I wouldn't leave your child alone to swim. Like I personally, I wouldn't even swim by myself just in fear that if anything were to happen, no one would be around to help me. Mm. Um, so especially under five, like five and under, or if you have children that aren't exactly strong swimmers, I wouldn't leave them close to water um, without supervision, or I wouldn't pers- like I wouldn't think that it would be a good idea to go into a body of water without a life jacket. So I think uh, that's pretty important. Yeah. And of the drownings that do happen, not that I want to talk about this for too long, because it's so sad, but um, yeah, do they happen in lakes? So I'm, I know you mentioned bathtubs was 16%, but the yeah. other portion, is it, is it more lakes or um, pools in the backyard? 
you know any of the um, stats around that? For children, it's not so much like lakes or um, like beach environments. It's more to do with um, like within the household or within a pool setting. So even for children within a pool setting, that's more commonly when drownings occur. And it's usually like unsupervised settings. So it wouldn't be like it would be a pool where there's no one kind of supervising and, you know, something ends up happening where they slip under the water and can't get to the top. Um, But it's less so it's more for adults where they end up kind of getting into like boating accidents and kind Mm -hmm. of lakefront beachfront um, incidents like that. So um, I think it's more within the home that it occurs. Yeah. And so if a parent did want to teach their young child to, to swim, when is a good age to start and what are the best ways to learn to swim? So I definitely, I mean, of course, I'm going to say swimming lessons as a swim instructor. (laughs) um, Yeah, definitely swimming lessons. Um, I've had parents come to me before who have been swimming, swim instructors in their past or lifeguards in the past. And they felt that, you know what, we want to get our kids in swimming lessons. They're, they're starting off young They're They want them in swimming lessons right away. Um, Just because I think Um, with swimming lessons, you have more structure um, versus if you were to teach your child independently, there's less structure. And even though swim instructors, they could be as young as 16, they do have life-saving training. So if anything were to happen, they can actually assist and do something about it. And then they also are like instructors in, in the sense that they have different techniques and progressions to teach kids how to learn how to swim gradually Um, as opposed to a parent who might not have the same skill set where they might not know. Mm -hmm. Um, But with swimming lessons, you do get a report card at the end of the lessons, usually. Um, And there are like must-sees or skills that for each level. So as a parent, you could definitely bring your kid to the pool, have them practice those skills. Um, There's usually also comments at the back of the report card where you can just look at what they need to work on and then kind of go from there and kind of work on those skills. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You, and you just finished teaching my daughter, Abigail, who is now (laughs) about 16 months. And I love the report card you gave. I've been showing everybody (laughs) my mom and my mother-in-law. It's so adorable. Um, Yeah. And, and it's also, it's not only adorable, but it's, it's actually instructive and helpful as well. Like you said, to know which skills she's, um, accomplished and which, what we need to work on. Like before I saw you, I had no idea, um, you know, to start with getting her to pick up objects in the pool and how that that's a big thing. I never would have thought about that. There's often skills that parents wouldn't automatically think about. Like they would think about, Oh, like let's do some kicking right? And kicking is great, but there's oftentimes skills that you wouldn't even consider, like like diving down for objects. I know in preschool levels, it's like a lot of it is um, getting um, children to independently put their face in the water. And you wouldn't necessarily think like, oh, who cares if they put their face in or not, but it's just getting used to the feeling of being underwater and then coming up to the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just kind of uh, learning those skills, parents might not might might not know that right away, but with some formal swimming lessons, then they can kind of um, look at report cards and see, see what skills are there. Yeah. And is it normal for little kids to strongly dislike their swimming lessons? I know that Abigail had a couple of lessons where she was not very enthused about. And even when I eventually, cause I started off 
not coming in the water. I didn't know what was the best approach. Um, and she was okay with that. And then I tried to sit at the side of the pool. And as you know, she got very upset. She just wanted mama. And then I came in the pool and I think that that was the best. Um, but even then there were times when she didn't really like it. What's your experience with young kids? Do, is that kind of normal for them? Do some of them love it or is, should they, is it abnormal that Abigail didn't like it that much? Or tell me, tell me what's normal. So it's definitely normal. Like kids are all different. So it's definitely normal for some kids to hate it. And then it's definitely normal for some kids to enjoy it. Um, but definitely it's a struggle at first, I would say, um, because you're going into a new environment for, for the children. It's really kind of almost shocking going into a new environment that they've never been in before. Um, so I think the important thing is just kind of sticking to it, even if they're not too enthused at first, um, then just kind of keep at it. Um, and they're going to do stuff that they're not actually very comfortable with, like, for example, doing back floats. Yeah. But uh, I mean, as an instructor, the important thing is to just make it as fun as possible um, and kind of provide distractions so that um, like for example, songs or games or kind of trying to figure out, I mean, this is a perk of private lessons, but figure out what children like specifically. So um, student who likes cars a lot um, and he wasn't comfortable at first. So we did some car races on the side. Um, and then once he was comfortable with the car races, then we decided to do a little bit of car racing in the water. And then we kind of went from there and the more comfortability they kind of build up, um, the easier it is. So yeah, that's, that's what I would say to that. Yeah, that that's, I feel like that that's good advice. And that, that seems to be the case, even with Abigail, by the end of yeah. it, she didn't want to leave actually the pool. Yeah. <laughs> so that was interesting. Yeah. And I actually, I took her to, um, a neighbor's pool, um, after the lessons and we had been there before the lessons and before the lessons, she didn't even want to get in the water. And after the lessons, she was so much more comfortable getting in the water. Yeah. So that was really eye opening for me, just how, um, two weeks of lessons with you made such an impact on her. Yeah. So I especially think for the parent and taught level, which is Abigail's, uh, age, um, definitely songs help. So like Abigail's favorite, the wheels on the bus, that one really helped out. But I think, I think for that age group, definitely songs and then some, some games, whether it's like chasing down toys or animals, just to kind of distract them from actually being in the water at first, um, then they'll realize they kind of enjoy it and they like it. Um, They become more comfortable and then they're more ready for preschool level classes. Mm -hmm. So that's why, I mean, my entire family, my three brothers and I, we started lessons when we were six months doing the parent and taught lessons. Mm. Um, just because that, like my parents figured it would make us more comfortable being in the water. Mm -hmm. And then your child is just then more prepared for doing, um, more like structured lessons and more like formal lessons where like they're asked to do stars and floats and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's important, but yeah. What about older kids who may have a fear of swimming and a fear of water? Um, do you encounter kids like that? And if so, how do you approach that? Yeah. So I actually taught a couple years ago, um, a child who actually, he was kind of, I was 16 at the time and he was 14. So we weren't that different in age, but he was very, very scared of the water because he had never taken swimming lessons before. 
Um, all his friends knew how to swim. The rest of his family knew how to swim, but for whatever reason, he didn't know how to swim yet. Um, and he was pretty afraid of the deep end, especially. Um, but once we kind of got into lessons, um, we were kind of able to build up like a trust between us. So um, once I had him try doing like one skill, like kick five meters, then I told him, okay, I'm sure we can kick seven meters towards the deep end. Once we get there, we could stop. And then once he's able to do that, he kind of builds up some confidence and then he's able to try new skills that he wouldn't otherwise try. Yeah. So it's definitely just a confidence thing. Um, and the more progressions and the smaller progressions that you kind of make, the, the easier it becomes. Yeah. That, that reminds me a little bit just how to deal with, um, I think, things that you're anxious about or things that you're fearful of in general. If you're really scared of elevators, you know, you take a step near an elevator and get a little bit yeah. closer and see if you can go in it and out it. Well, yeah, I guess there, there's different approaches to, to yeah, psychological definitely. issues like that. But yeah, yeah, definitely small steps for sure. And, and it, it makes it easier. But um, usually, like, I think in my opinion, like the older like anyone can learn how to swim, but the older you get, the more difficult it becomes just in terms of the psychological, um, I guess, fear of the water and especially deep water. Yeah. Um, but like my advice to anyone who's has like an older child who doesn't know how to swim or is a little bit of a weaker swimmer or even an adult, like as a parent, if you don't know how to swim, it would be like a great investment to just learn, um, just take some lessons um, and you don't have to be like a great swimmer or super strong swimmer, competitive swimmer, anything like that. But just knowing that you're comfortable in water and you could um, like just the basic survival skills. So if you were to um, be in deep water, you'd be able to bring yourself up to the top. Or like if your child was in danger, you'd be able to figure out a way to get them out of that situation. Because yeah. it's definitely scary as a parent, I would imagine, to not know how to swim and um, have a child who's learning how to swim or in, in an aquatic environment. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for people who are looking for swimming instructors or who want to take lessons, how do you know who is legitimate? Are there certain certifications you should look for versus, I mean, I would hope that there are not too many people out there, you know, falsely advertising themselves as <laughs> swim instructors, but you never know. So what, what should people look for when looking for swimming lessons for themselves or their children? Yeah, so in Canada, there's three different programs. Um, they have the Life Saving Society, which is what we follow here. Um, there's Red Cross, uh, which is also like a, an official, um, I guess, organization. And then they also have YMCA, which is another official organization. And all of those have their own um, programs that they follow. Um, and they're all like legitimate. They will all teach you how to swim and they all have um, like great skills. Um, and usually you can sign up like through the community center. I know they follow, um, in like York region, they follow life saving society, but in other regions around Ontario, they'll often follow um, different things, but as long as wherever you're going has that accreditation, um, then you're good to go. <laughs> awesome. And what about outside of swimming lessons? Um, what can parents do to help teach their children to swim? Are there, are there certain techniques? I guess it depends on the age and the kid, but uh, 
generally, are there certain things that parents can do? Like, let's say for little, for young kids and then maybe for older kids. Um, I definitely going back to swimming lessons. I definitely think you should just, um, enroll your child in swimming lessons. Um, but if you want to kind of hone in on those skills or hone in on some survival skills, um, just teaching your child how to go into deep water and kick to the top. I obviously wouldn't recommend just saying, okay, just jump in and kind of do your best to get to the side. I wouldn't recommend that at all. That goes against like every single structural progression that I've ever taught, but um, try to um, just get your child near water, in water, in like a supervised environment. Um, if you know how to swim or you're a strong swimmer, um, you could do your best to try to teach some of those skills, but I definitely think going back to swimming lessons, just it, it's the easiest way for your child to learn the progression step-by-step step, um, and in a controlled environment. Yeah. So pretty much just, just enroll them in swimming just, lessons. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and I guess outside of that, just a comfort thing, you know, even maybe yeah. parents with younger kids, my guess would be just bring them in the water with you, obviously, yeah. and just get them comfortable with the water. Mm -hmm. Just to develop some comfortability in the water and um, yeah. Yeah. And you didn't tell me an age though. So what, what age do you think they should start? So you mentioned six months or maybe you did. And I missed it. You, you started at six I months when you were a kid, months, but really I've seen, um, children come to the parents, bring their child to the community center. And the child is like two weeks old. Wow. Um, and they're, they're just basically in there kind of kicking and they, they thought, Oh, you know what? May as well just give it a try. Um, it should be fun. So, um, I would say just as early as possible, really, because parent and taught lessons, you're going to be with your child. Um, so I think just as early as possible, just to develop some comfortability in the water. Yeah. yeah. So um, as, as early as you can, really. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and, and that's good to know that some kids don't like it, though, because sometimes I felt like, yeah. am I torturing? Am I torturing yeah. my daughter no, bringing no. her here? But yeah. yeah, it's normal. And, and I see the benefits <laughs> of it. So yeah. yeah. And any final um, tips or words of wisdom for, for parents out there who want their kids to learn to swim? Um, well, I would say, yeah, try to get your child enrolled in swimming lessons as soon as possible. Um, but at the same time, it's never too late to start. Also, and quick question with that one. Sorry. So I, cause I was thinking like swimming lessons can, can be expensive. I'm sure they range in prices, but do you know of any programs that are available maybe for people, um, who can't afford such expensive classes? Are there, are there options for lower income families? Do you know? Well, I know through like this, the city program, it's not super expensive when you have group classes, mm -hmm. um, I used to work at the city of Vaughan and it was like within like the hundred, like low hundreds range. And I'm sure um, they would have classes, I think maybe at the YMCA where it's also a little bit um, less expensive in the hundreds range. Yeah. Um, so group classes, I think are the way to go if you want to try to save a little bit of money on lessons. Um, and yeah, I, I, yeah, that's all. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry to cut you off. So go back on track. So you're saying that your final, your final tips, word of wisdom. Yeah. So just try to enroll your child in swimming lessons, whether they're younger um, or they're a little bit older. 
Um, and if you're just trying to hone in on their skills, I think that's also important. Um, even if you think your child's a great swimmer and they're a little bit older, try to get them enrolled inside leadership courses where they'll learn life-saving skills because um, those are really important in terms of um, preventing um, injuries and preventing water-related um, incidents. So I think just knowing some basic life-saving skills are really important. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Vanessa. I really appreciate <laughs> cool. it. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it and want to get notified of future episodes, please remember to subscribe. And if you have any questions or comments for me, please email me at maria at smartparentingpodcast.com. Until next time, happy parenting.